this is Deeper Dive. I'm your host, Jay Wald, and this weekly podcast is brought to you by Plantation SDA Church. This is season three and episode 24. And I'm with, well, I have to say it, the world's greatest co host ever. <laughs> It has to. It has to go that way. You have the that ever on the end of it this time. <laughs> we just can't say the world's greatest co-host. The world's greatest co-host ever. ever. There you go. Now, yeah. How are now you, Joe? How are now you? Now <laughs> How you doing? Are you, doing? Are you uh, good? I understand you're 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 up north. You're on, on location. location. Yeah, and I'm I'm in the back cave car, so you know we're okay right now. <laughs> <laughs> I always wanted to, I always wanted to say, Robin, and somebody goes, yes, Batman. That's all I want to say. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say. <laughs> okay, so go ahead then. Go ahead. Go so, ahead. Got it? It's I'm done. Ready. I'm, ready. Oh, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. You, you, you're supposed to say, you go. Yes, Batman. Okay, I'm gonna say ahead. I'm gonna call you Robin. Okay, go ahead. Robin. Yes, Batman. There you go. That's all we need to know. Oh well, my goodness. I, Colin's gonna kill me. Anyway. Yes. Uh welcome, welcome, welcome. That's glad. Like I can say we are on location every time. We want to thank all our podcast listeners for taking the time out. Uh we we just having too much fun. I know. People are saying, no, how do you do a podcast? I don't know. <laughs> Well, that, we want to thank you. Whatever social media you might be using, uh, whatever sermon related questions you may have, you can uh, email us um, and contact us or via WhatsApp, text 954 388 8780. And guess who's back? Guess who's back? AKA, AKA, Master PJ in slash, the house. Slash, slash, what's the slash? Storyteller. Storyteller. Storyteller extraordinaire. Extraordinaire. There you go. Welcome, welcome, PJ. Love you guys. Yeah, welcome, welcome back. All right. Well, like I said, before we get started, a word of prayer will be underway. Mm -hmm. Father God, thank you once again for this wonderful day you've given us, Lord. Lord, we thank you for all the things that you have blessed us with, Lord. We're not worthy in any way, shape, or form. But we thank you for your grace and mercy. Thank you for the podcast, Lord. Let it continue to be fun as, uh, as much as our learning process in our lives. We thank you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 All righty. All right. Embracing emptiness. Now, I've noticed that you've had your whole series of embracing. And this time you're embracing emptiness. Why emptiness? Well, so here's a question for you. Um, does that... Uh... Does that title make anyone feel uncomfortable? I have an answer. Hmm. Just like the lady said in the first service, I'm done. I think that's I'm a lot done. of people at some stage of their I'm life have felt empty. Yeah. I can't say that, you know, unless you're little, really, really tiny, you can't really say as an adult that you haven't ever had a feeling of being empty. So, mm. so I guess perhaps embracing emptiness, um, I've been going along and, and I, I told someone this at the end of the service yesterday that it was in, I, I never paid attention to it. But but in the, after I spoke and then talked to a few of our members and then reflecting later, I, I realized that the last few sermons I've had are, are a little. The word is not dark. Um, but more introspective on, I guess, the, the deeper things that are happening now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, 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 I, and when, when, I, when I thought about that, I'm thinking, oh, shoot, I hope, I, I hope I'm not depressing people further, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. But, but it, it comes emptiness because it, it comes from the conversations that I have had just over the last few weeks with, with different people, especially after prayer meetings or, or you hear their prayer requests and then you call them back and, and, and you hear what's going on with their stories, what's going on in their lives. And people are really struggling, yeah, yeah. you know, struggling a lot. And it's, it, it, it's, it's a struggle with 
even the simpler things that were, were easier to deal with before, but now the simple things, the simple struggles keep on happening, mm. Mm. you know, and it so begins, but then I, I suppose emptiness because um, I chose it based on the things that I have experienced in the last month where, where, where even though there are things to celebrate and look forward to, um, i.e. my commissioning for one, um, it's so easy for me to fall back into emptiness because my dad's not there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I'm reminded too of different things like just just like I said in the sermon, you think you're over some things. And and it's funny because I know I know that grief will always affect people in in a different way, but um I think I'm okay. And then all of a sudden it just wallops you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Upside the head somewhere. And you're just like, whoa, where did that come from? And and after mm. after you pour it all out, you just feel empty. Mm. And so it's that emo it's that emotional Whoa. feeling empty, sometimes feeling spiritually empty mm. because you're giving and giving and giving so that you know other people see um, how God is working in their lives. And then sometimes I sit back and I say, oh, but why do I feel so empty? You know, and, and it was com it, it was compounded, you know, especially with the conversations and, and the and the things that happened. And that I shared in my sermon in the everything compounding in one day I'm thinking ah where's everything going what's happening hmm. so so that's why I decided to title it embracing emptiness how do you embrace how do you embrace emptiness in times like this hmm. okay well you couldn't have picked a more more relatable character in the bible than Ruth and Naomi mostly Naomi so you hit the nail on the head on that one um, I don't know how many people can mm -hmm. deal with what she's lost, you know, with husband and the two sons. You know, here we got the famine in the land. She's uh, leaving, like I said, a house. I like how you how you, how you entitled it because Bethlehem is is in Hebrew is house of bread, but there's no bread in and, the house. Uh huh. And, and then they're gonna leave Moab, you know, to you know, a <laughs> move to Moab. Should I say to live there for like ten years, and then within ten years, look what happens. All That's this. Right happens and i'm like wow you know that's the perfect character to to talk about this but what i like about it is, is the fact that that how she still the relationship with the two daughter-in-laws that mm -hmm. was really 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 important because mm -hmm. they they, they could have left she told them to leave they didn't that's right and this woman is that's like right. completely heartbroken and you're talking about being emptied I mean, there's nothing left. There's nothing left. So, you know, I, that's why I said to myself, there's no other perfect character I can think of than what you did in Naomi and what you lost. But, but in that case of that, when she, um, the point where after everything seems to be gone, did she, how she feel that God was against her, you know? Why, why do you, why do you, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, why did she feel that way? Did she feel God was against her? I, I, I don't get that completely. I think, I think perhaps because she knew, in, in some sense, she, she knew that there were some things that shouldn't have been done, right? Um, the land of Israel was, was, was there plenty. Yeah. Right? So even if, there, even if there was a famine there, mm -hmm. um, even if there was a famine there, God had already done things in the land before to keep people sustained. Right. Right. So, but, but, but they chose to leave. And, and, and that's, you know, I mean, thinking of it from a familial point of view, um, in some sense, I, I, I get, you know, why they left because they want to make sure that their family is going to survive. Of right. Course. But, but from, from her point of view, perhaps the fact that they knew that they were leaving and then they went ahead and did things that were against um, against the faith, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. against their belief in God, you know, marrying in, marrying their children to to daughters of a pagan country. And perhaps that was the guilt. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because then you think and like I said, like I said in the sermon, when so many things are happening to you, especially in the succession that she had, 
she would think like, well, what did I do to deserve this? Right. You know, what could I have done? What path could I have taken to have avoided to have avoided this? And so perhaps, and this is just a perhaps, perhaps she looked at the fact that, you know, um, if we had never, so this is just going off a little bit tangent. If we had never taken um, daughters-in-law of a pagan country then, and even if my sons had died, I, now I would not be responsible for these daughters because then this is why she was telling them to go back, right? right? Mm-hmm. She didn't want to be responsible for not only the fact that they were childless and widows. She didn't want to be. She didn't want to be responsible for the fact that if they did follow her to to Moab, would they would they remain in their state? Would they remain empty? Yeah. Would they all remain empty? And mm-hmm. she would have to shoulder that burden. Let me let me ask you one question. What is this? Um, explain to me the eleventh marriage law. You you break, you talk about it. I think twice. Mm-hmm. So the liberate marriage law is when you are married. So, okay. So for example, um, I have five boys. Right. Right. And Chance being the oldest, mm-hmm. um, he gets married to, oh, they're going to kill me. He gets married to Dominique. <laughs> All right. He gets I'm just yeah, saying, I'm yeah, just that, saying. That, yeah. So, that's, so that's, now they're all gonna now they're all gonna listen on this cast. She's up the camp, man. He shook up the yeah. camp. <laughs> so 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 you guys met Dominique. <laughs> I love you, girl. I love you, girl. I'm just I'm just just, just listen. We're like, we married. And then and then chance dies. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. So back in, in back in those days, uh, a woman needs um find like I always said women were second or third class. Mm-hmm. They were the lowest. They always needed financial help and support, right? So so now um, Chance dies and, and Chance and Dominique haven't had a chance to have children. They haven't had kids. So there's no one along just Chance's line. There's mm-hmm. no one on Chance's line to, to continue yeah, that the lineage, right, line, right. right, that lineage. So, and because there's, because Chance died until now, Dominique is left, um, homeless mm-hmm. she has no financial protector mm-hmm. and she has no male male heir to when that male heir, heir grows up in the future to provide for her and no so status. now the leverage no status right and so now the leverage marriage law steps in okay so now david my second son can marry dominique to provide an heir for the line but that heir would be Chance's heir. It would not be David's heir. I got you. I got All right. You. So because he's provided it for his brother's family lineage. In that, yeah, in that family line. Right. So now, if if David dies mm-hmm. and David and Dominique don't produce an heir, moves on down to Mikey. Mikey's now responsible to produce that heir for older brother chances line oh. if they don't if they don't make an heir good green moves on down again you only to, got two more left help. you got two more left <laughs> exactly <laughs> so this is why in, in in some cases i understand in judah and tamar star i understand where judah was reluctant to hand over the final boy Shayla, okay. Okay. because because both of his sons died um with tamar as their as their leverage bride. Okay. I get it. But see, it was wrong of him too, because you know, he needed to succeed the line. He he needed that 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 line to succeed. So yeah. that is what a leverage marriage is. You are able to continue down the line. And finally, if you've exhausted all the brothers, yes, as Tamar and and Judah's sons did, the father-in-law is allowed to step in to continue that line. For the sun, but that's like the last ditch effort. Don, is that too much? Yeah, is that too, that's a is lot. That that's a lot, right that's there. A lot? Wow. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a, a lot, lot of there. trying to make sure the first son gets what he needs. Yeah, <laughs> like whoa. Oh my. Then goodness. what happens to all the other all the other sons? Don't they ever have a chance to say, like, for example, they can. They can with so, the so, same so. wife, or or they ha- they can get their own wife. They can get their own. I, I believe, if I'm correct, 
and now the scholars will run after me. But if they, you know, um, if, if they get married, they can, if David got married to Sarah, Samuels, you know, he could, um, they could have a line right. right there, but he was still, he was still in charge of helping, helping. Mm-hmm. It's um, just like an company. obligation to make sure that that yes. line is continued and then he can continue his own. His own wow. Yeah. Is, uh, 90, 98% sure. I got I gotta check that now. Yeah. I gotta make that. But but I, I know that that um they're allowed to because then this is where this is then where the the um not concubines but the, the handmaidens came in, right? For, yeah, for like Jacob, yeah, Jacob Jacob and yeah. Rachel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This yeah. is where 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 Bilhah and the other one stepped yeah. in to help them procreate. Right. Wow. That was a whole nother level because they were just, yeah. They were just yeah. competing. Yeah, they, yeah. So, but there was right. now it was the women that was the were, that were competing to make sure that they That's had right. as wow, amazing. Well, and they were they they were competing. They were competing with the kids just to mm. claim the love. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, just yeah. to claim but, the love of the one. Yeah. But I wanted to know why why would you wait so many years for that? Mm. That's a long time. That's what the Leverett marriage was. So see, so now if you look, so if you look back at Tamar and Judah, right? Shayla, I don't know how old Shayla was when when second older brother died, right? But but Judah did say when Shayla is of age, that could have been anywhere from mm. five, 10 years. That's kind of that's kind of uh, you know, if you think about that. But but when Shayla is Shayla's of age, then you can, you know, then I'll give him yeah. to you. That's just to continue the line. So so this is what this is what Noemi was. Naomi was telling her daughters-in-law, you know, if I were to find a husband tonight, if I were to get pregnant tonight, are you going to wait that long? Let's just say, let's just say a man was able to get married at 15 or 16 years old. That's the, you know, the adult. Yeah, it's custom. That's a, that's a long, that's a long time to wait. And that's why she was telling them, Yeah, you know, even if we're continuing the lineage this way, and you wait for me, do you, if you, and you wait for me to get pregnant, do you want to wait that long? Mm. Nah, I start my own. She's telling them no. Yeah, she's like exactly. Go home, and <laughs> she blessed them. Go yeah. home. May you, may you, may you find um, p- peace and solace in your mother's house, and may your, may you find rest in your in your husband. Mm-hmm. So she's telling them, go get married, go live life. <clears throat> wow. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. Uh I I I had um you had made a comment about something that really stood out. You had mentioned about emptiness of your expectations to make room for God. Why do we do that? Why I said that is because our plans always fail. Mm-hmm. We have so many expectations and, and we think, you know, sometimes we Sometimes we pray, um, God, let this door open. And then, and then if this door opens, then I will do this for you. So if you do this, then I will do that. And if you do this, then, then I will do that. We have to, when we're empty, mm-hmm. this, is where we, this is where we come to like, okay, I have nothing anymore. You know, I tried it. I tried it my way because I thought that you were pointing in this direction and I tried it this way because, you know, this, this, this path looked, looked great. And then I tried it this way and I'm done. So now when I say empty ourselves of our own expectations, just stop and just say, I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. I don't know why this is happening. I have no other plans left. I, I, my plan from, from, from one to five has been shot and I have no ideas. God, I'm done. I, everything now belongs to you. You, you, you talk more in that, in that verse about boasting in your infirmities. Ah, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I had to, uh, I had to read that twice because okay. the verse says, second Corinthians 12, nine to 10, it says, my grace is sufficient for you. Mm-hmm. And then my strength is made perfect in weakness. Mm-hmm. So it's when you're weak, when you have nothing, then when, when you have anything, when you don't have anything, that is when you're able 
to receive to see god yeah. to see god move mm, right okay. you're open to anything now when right. you have nothing you're open to anything nothing is what what more can you lose when you're at the bottom of the barrel yeah i mean that that's just deal the fact that we just we just we have a problem with submitting that's why we're that's not right. always empty because we have a problem submitting that's right and and this is why i i um i always hearken back to that time with armando um, when we were about to leave, coming to our interview here, and what God had done for us, and I see it now, what, what God had done for us in, in totally stripping us of our finances and him losing a job, we had to learn how to live fully on just God. Mm -hmm. Right? We, we, we had to learn how to live. Like We, we didn't know where our rent was going to come from. We didn't know where where everything else was going to come from we just had to just be like okay god so uh it is it, it is april one it is april two now and the rent is still not here yeah you know and we had to learn how to be stripped of it but see god also knew that my security blanket was not only in my finances of course because we've been without it for two years he also knew that my security blanket was in my husband mm. Okay, the fact okay. that he was he was always my supporter, my protector, my my provider, my best friend. And I had to come to a realization when we almost lost him that night with that first diabetic coma. I had to come to realization of. I've lost everything um, financially and, and, and whatnot. And, and if I were to lose now, my husband. You know, God was asking me, are you still, if I strip this from you too, you trust me. will you still walk with me? Mm, will yeah. you still minister with me? And I had to face that. And, and that's why I, I, I often tell people, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there and it's, it's a quick, you know, you think of it, you're agony. It seems very long, but you're agonizing. I'm agonizing over it. And I realized very quickly, you know, without God, I would, I would never have met my husband. Without God, I would never have had the five children that Armando was never supposed to have. Mm. Without God, I would, without God, I would never have, have um, survived the last two years of seminary living on nothing. So, so therefore, he gave it all and, and he can take it all away. Of course. And, it, and if he takes it all away, where is my focus? Is my focus still on God or is it, is it lost in the things and the people? Um, so emptying out. So now when you come, when, when you come to verse 2 Corinthians 12, 9, mm -hmm. my, my strength is made perfect in weakness. I'm so weak. Uh, I, 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 I'm grieving. You know, my husband's come out of a hospital. He, he, he wavers between strength and weakness. I have no control, Joe. Yeah. I am weak. So therefore, my strength lies in God. That's the only thing that I am holding on to now. So therefore, when it says, I will rather boast in my infirmities, and therefore I take pleasure in my infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecution, in distress. Why I say that is because this is where I see God move. Ah. Uh. When I am, and of course, we always see God move when things fantastic are happening. We're always like, praise God. But then quickly, you know, that elation quickly fades. Yeah. Our growing or my growing moments, maybe that's backwards, but my growing moments is when I can see God move um, in the pure desolation of what is happening. Therefore, I can boast. Thank you, Jesus, that my that my sister and my father are not suffering because yeah. they were suffering in sickness. You know, thank you, God, that we went through that period to you uh, in, back in seminary of having nothing because now I can laugh. Now I can laugh and go, well, if you brought all of us through nothing back then, then you can take care of you can take care of this this school bill and this horrendous rising rent bill and because i have nothing look at my bank account god i am empty 
<laughs> so what do you say to someone um, that comes to you and says, yes, well, Pastor Jen, I can understand that God works and he comes through for us when we're in those really dire straits, but he hasn't come through for me. And I've been in this space for a very long time. So in the space of, of emptiness, so let's say for example, emptiness, emptiness for a very long time. And it's just getting worse and worse and worse. And there's no kind of like out. And I remember in part of your sermon, you said, I'm done. They're at that stage. I'm just done. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do this anymore. God is not helping me. Ooh, so you're not going to like my answer. So sometimes, and, and people haven't liked my answer sometimes when I've said this, you have to dig a little deeper. Hmm. Dig a little deeper and look around and see. Now, now's the time you have to choose to see the good that's happening. Even the littlest piece of good, because it, so here's where the change of mindset comes. You can be. So, so for instance, my bank account has been, my bank account gets full the 27th of each month. And then it gets empty the night of the 27th of each month or the 28th uh-huh. or, the, or the 29th, depending on the time that all the bills come out, right? And yeah. so, so once I've set aside, okay, here is, so now we'll get personal. $200 for gas, $100 for these two weeks, another $100 for these two weeks, $300 for groceries, $150 for, for these two weeks, another $150 for these two weeks. And you come, you come within like pennies of this stuff and you're worried and I'm worried. But then, you know, sometimes here I think, Lord, so I could easily go, I could, I could easily say, I am always empty because once all the money, once all the money goes, I truly am empty. I am empty, but how am I going to look at it though? Will I say I can choose to go, man, I am always empty. This sucks. Mm-hmm. And that comes out of my mouth sometimes like, man, we got to wait. We just got paid and we got to wait another four weeks for something mm-hmm. to happen. Mm-hmm. Fine. Wow. Okay. But, but, but we already know, but see, we already know, we already know this right that, that this is going to happen every single month mm. so i can choose to say well this is terrible or i can choose to say god how are you blessing me mm. yes this may be my situation yes perhaps you will always have me and i've thought about this too perhaps you will always have me on the poor side of life so i'm always seeking you mm-hmm. if i always had everything <laughs> then I wouldn't be, then not, not that, you know, as pastors, we're always seeking, right? We're, we're always seeking. But, but if I always had a big bank account, what you're always it? comfortable and you didn't have to yeah, think about I'm the money. Comfortable. Yeah. Yes. Would you, right? would, or, that, would you well, have that walk with God that would be as authentic as yeah. when you have to struggle? Right. Exactly. Exactly. And so this is why I'm saying I'm boasting in my, even in the trials, like, okay, did I want two of my family members to die? Right. No. Did I want Armando in the hospital twice where he almost lost either one of his feet? No. Did I want COVID to run through? Praise God, I didn't have it yet. Or, you know, did, did I want all this? No. But I have brought, I have been brought down to the floor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just emptied out but then i have to say where is god's hand Mm. and then i see it oh this person came in you know they were so nice they dropped off a dinner for my family when i didn't have to cook and i had no strength thank you jesus Mm. for these people Mm. amen you know um this person called and and had a five minute prayer for me when i just felt low and they said everything that I needed to hear to, to pull me up. So, so to your question, Don, what if someone says, I am always empty? Are you? Mm. Are you truly always empty? 
is there something that you can look to that will say, hey, even if this is a small step, I see Jesus moving right here in this little area. But then doesn't that mean that you have to have some kind of walk with God? Yes. Yeah. 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 You have to have that. Because I'm thinking that, and I've heard it said, I'm thinking that if you don't have an authentic walk with God, and even if you do have an authentic walk with God and uh, one that you're walking with him every single day, you're growing with him every single day, even if you don't have, even if you do have that and you get hit really hard, it can literally, you can literally use your faith in God. There's a cushion. Even if you get hit really hard, there's a cushion. Because and, you're always thinking that, but what happens if you just think, well, you know what, that is the final straw. You know yeah. what, God, you and me? No, it's not. It's not happening anymore. Yeah, we're done. Again, hmm. again, again, when, when, when you say that, I will step in and I say, and I will tell you, just help me. Help me for five minutes. Just give me one thing. Just one thing, one thing, even if it was a 30 second blip mm. that went good today in your day today. One thing, did somebody wave at you? Did, 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 um, was there a kind word? Mm. Was there something? Okay. But then if you're done, all right, then if you're done, it's okay. So, so, I, so now I know that listeners might be going, that's not fair because there gotta be a point where we're done. Mm. And there have, see, but I've never. It's so hard for me to say that just for myself because I can be feeling really done for like a whole day. I can be like, I have nothing. I'm cried out. Um, everything's gone wrong. Oh, what happened a couple of weeks ago? My washer broke down. Um, I see the engine light go on in my van uh, and a whole string of things happen. And I'm like, I'm done. It is okay to take this to God and be like, God, I'm done. Mm. I can't handle today. Today mm -hmm. was today was terrible. How am I gonna, how am I going to get this, this, and this? How is this, this, and this gonna happen? I am done. And I, I promise you, whoever's listening, I promise you, he's gonna bring something through, one thing through, just a tiny thing through. Maybe not to solve the whole thing but to show you that he's there, but that you got to be willing to look for it though. You can't. So, so here's the thing. Like I did, I did a women's retreat right in, in, in Washington, the women there were done. There, there, there were women who were struggling with, with one, one woman um, lost her son by suicide. Mm. Um, another, uh, another woman um, didn't know whether or not her, her, her child was, the child just didn't know what gender they were. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so, so that was a hard thing. And there were just, uh, another person had been so spiritually down that they started dabbling in spiritism and, and using, um, you know, praying to ancestors mm -hmm. and using crystals and stuff. These are. That's real world stuff. That's yeah. real world stuff. Yeah. Right. Right. You're yeah. done. And, and, and the, per and, and the lady that shared about the, about the, crystals she was like pastor jen when you were here so many years ago you were here and and my husband and i were were separated and then and then we really just just stopped seeing each other my life kind of went downhill from there we we my family moved to this certain you we, we moved to try to find a, a new life and then i just nothing was happening and i got i began having these well, maybe I'll find, and I need it. I need it. My mom said, you know, just got to believe in God. Just got to believe in God. Keep, keep there. And I know what I was brought up in. I know the faith that I was brought up in, but it wasn't giving me results. Right. Yeah. So I, I turned to, I turned to these, these, these crystals and stuff. She said, I spent so much money on, on all these crystals and spirit, spiritism. Well, did they work? A little bit. Sometimes it did work, but in deep in my heart, I knew that mm -hmm. this wasn't the kind of this, this wasn't fully right until, and I couldn't take it anymore. And, and, and I, it's like, God, are you going to step in somewhere? And it was as if um, I had sent for a work order for 
someone to fix something in my apartment and the person came the 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 repairman came and then he just started talking to me it was it was as if god was in my apartment and telling me everything that i was doing with my life through this man wow this man had the similar things you know he told me he dabbled um, in spiritism that he and his wife were going through hard times and then and then he turned around and went back to god and he says i want to invite you to my church and we prayed right there and i felt it and, and the way i looked at it looking at her it was almost a, as if she was the samaritan woman at the well you know, yeah. when, when God came and said mm -hmm. stuff, told me everything you know, I did. and <laughs> told me everything, everything yeah. I did. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and she goes, I started, I started, I went back, you know, after he left and he told me, actually, you're at the bottom of my list to, to repair your place today. But, but before I came in, I was praying and God told me to come to your house. And so this is why I'm here. And he invited him to their church. And she goes, now, thank God, my husband and I are back together. Wow. We are we are thriving. Um, we are thriving in, in our church. And not everything's perfect. But, you know, right when he left that day, I called a friend. And, and we threw out everything. We threw out crystal. We, I, can't, I can't even say how much money I just threw into the garbage. Hmm. But once it was gone, once it was gone, I felt a weight, you know, lift. And now this is what my life is today. And I, and I only, you know, I just praise God at how he works. So, so this is what I'm saying. Yes, this is real world stuff. You know, like I, even I, I've heard, and I've had friends who, who dabble in tarot cards and et cetera. And, and you just kind of don't know what to say. You don't want to be preachy like, Hey, that's not good because they don't, they don't believe, no. you know, in, in what, and they, and they can easily say, Oh yeah, but you know, this crystal did this for me yes. today, and these cars did this for me. So mm -hmm. why am I going to believe in your God, your God. Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And I've, and I've come across, so I've, I'm, Sometimes I get lost at a loss for words. I just listen, you know, when, when, when these things happen. But then when you hear stories like this, you know, so you can be done. You can be so done. And in the real world, like these women are, or everybody is. But God's going to send along something, someone, if your heart is open to some kind of change. So it all depends on the change of mindset, too. Yeah. So I have one more question for you. Um, your general theme every time you preach is you tell a testimony that kind of ties into the word of God. So you have your scripture and then you tie in with your life. How important do you think it is for us to tell our testimony to others here? It is so important, especially these days. Um, so I'll, I'll harken back to that retreat that I went to. Um, I had everything planned out. I had the theme and because it was a Seventh-day Adventist um, retreat, you know, I backed up everything theologically, of course, Bible, everything. So I had this whole thing planned, right? And this, it was the same thing that I did when I, when I did this retreat for them five years ago. I had a whole series theologically based plan. And I walk into the room and, and I was warned before Mm, this is going to be a little different of a retreat because these women haven't met in two years. What they're just looking for is perhaps not so deep, but just a chance to just reconnect. So I'm thinking, well, Lord, how am I going to do this? Okay, I'll just, I'll just go in as I'm trained, as how I've been trained to, to do sermons, et cetera. But immediately, immediately, so, so this is, I guess, kind of this is what you learn. And, and of course, when you pray, you, you learn how to read the room. Mm. right mm. and and you go in and immediately just and, and god told me something like before you speak i want you to ask a question i want you to ask why are these women here so why are you here and what are you expecting mm. to come of this weekend mm. for yourself mm -hmm. so the answers was what i was not expecting the answers were I'm here, my son committed suicide last mm. November, and I just, I don't know. 
I'm just here. Another person said, I'm here because the universe told me to be here. Mm. The universe uh-huh. told me to be here. And I'm just, I'm here because the universe said to. So, so now I'm kind of like, cool. okay. Mm. I'm and, and a third person says, I'm here because I'm just checking out your religion. Mm. And, I, and, and I want to know whether this religion is for me. So immediately, immediately as I get the, as I get the, and I understood now why God was making me ask this question, because as soon as I heard the responses from the ladies, I realized that what I had planned was not necessarily what was needed at that time. So I had, I I had to take out a lot of the theology that, that, that they wouldn't be able to quite connect with because I could sense that they were not fully um, Bible read. I'm not sure if that's the way mm. to say it. Mm. And that I, and that I sensed that personal testimony along with some followings of the Bible, but take out all the other stuff, the theological stuff that I had mm. planned, that would be, that would be needed. And so, and that's what was done um, at the end of, at the end of the retreat, you know, oh, wow, everything that you've been through, your, your dad, your sister, that's so much loss. I understand where you're coming from. Hmm. Oh, I understand where you're coming from because of your sickness of your husband. I have, been, I have been the only person dealing with my husband and his sickness, and I felt so alone. Thank you for sharing that. Hmm. So, so why is your personal, is your personal testimony important? Yes, I try not to, I try not to use other people's testimonies mm-hmm. um, because it's not as effective. Right. It's not authentic, yeah, sure. not like yours. Right, mm-hmm. it, it, it's not like, so I think even now, especially nowadays, especially through the last two years that we're hearing, we're hearing stuff, right? We're hearing horrible things on prayer lines, in personal conversations, and what you would never have heard even if it was going on back then now you're just like what happened to you (laughs) Uh, what you know and and you have to be willing to be okay this happened to you can I connect with you on some level even if it's not to the degree that you have experienced it is there something that I can connect with you Mm. Mm. so that's why I make it a point to do so and I think it's important to include your own personal testimony yeah a hundred percent, hundred percent. There was a, a another little. This is just uh, by the way. I realized that you said um, Ruth was the one that decided that she was going with Naomi because she wanted to serve her God. And I think probably the fact that you do this testimony and you speak about your own walk encourages others to keep going in their walk, no matter how hard it gets. And I found that very interesting. I didn't even see that part about Ruth going because she wants to serve Naomi's God, even though the other daughter-in-law decided, you know what, I'm going back to my family. Yeah, going back to the family, yeah. Fascinating. Her, her, whole, her whole end of her, um, my God, your, your God will be my, my God. God. Your people my. will be my, because up yeah. until that point, it's only been just the, well, before everyone died, you know, after just the three of them, but but before that, just their family, right? Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. she, she, they're not. It never says that they, you know, entertained, you know, were with their relatives. And what that's what happens when you get married. You they take the whole, they take you and your whole caravan, and they you you go. You know, that's it. You go. Yeah, yeah. And 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 so it, it's not like nowadays in the states where you can just you know drive down the road and mom's there. No, mm-hmm. it, it yeah, wasn't yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So. So now for, for Ruth to say, when she's saying your people, my people, your God, my God, I'm giving up my entire culture. Mm. What I have been on to go with you because what I have seen. Yeah. She could have turned around and left with Orpha. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But there was something that she saw with Naomi Mm. there, there. God still, despite all the things that had happened in their lives when their husbands died, etc., that the Bible doesn't mention, mm. she still saw God. Yep. And that's why she wanted to go with. Yeah. You know, yeah. It, it, 
is different if you were to say, well, what about, for example, like the he the Hebrew boys, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, they were they were Hebrew boys taken as slaves and they were forced to um take on the culture yeah. you know their name their names were changed mm-hmm. their food their food was changed their clothing was changed it was as if what they had grown up in knowing god and everything was trying to be eradicated so that the- they eradicated from their psyche mm-hmm. so that was so that's a different so if you're comparing that's a different thing they're kind of like cultural brainwash is, is trying to assimilate so they will assimilate into the into the Babylonian culture, mm. whereas with with Ruth and Naomi, they had that choice. Yes. Yeah. Did. I mean, Ruth yeah. and Orpah, they had Orpah. that choice. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's true. Wow. Yeah, I'm done. I'm done Are you? You're done. You said you're done. Yes. <laughs> I'm done. Finished with all my questions. <laughs> you're done. But I wanted to go in your land and your culture. I tell you. Well, I tell you, Pastor, I want to thank you. Um, everything you say, I know is relatable. Somewhere down the line, somewhere at church. I was astonished by the attendance at the congregation at church. That really felt like, oh, wow, this is churchy today. You know, yes, in my mind. Finally. Yeah, yes. like, no, 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 no. He needs to put space between me and that's okay. But we were there and you still had the mask, but we were closer. Yeah, that's right. I that's like right. that. I like that. We're doing that. Well, Pastor, thank you once again um, for all the stories you do, and because everything's relatable, it's nothing that mm-hmm. you know. And you just how just pick every portion of the Bible somehow is relatable to somebody today. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And um, before you pray, I wanted to uh, congratulate the, the graduates they had this past Saturday. Mm. Yes. Uh, so I want to congratulate them, you yeah. know, to the accomplishment and, and God. I just give them the Jeremiah 29 11. That's what I love to give everybody. Because mm-hmm. that's, that's what, right. So we go from there. Yeah. All right, 59. We had 59. That's how I was told. Graduate. I was like, wow. Yeah. That's how I was told. Wow. Yeah. That is wonderful. That is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Don, anything else? You good? Mm-hmm. Or oh, you're done? No, or should I'm I say? Finished. Are you sure, Robin? Are you sure, Robin? <laughs> yes, my man. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Love it. <laughs> Too much. Oh, that's good. <laughs> if you'd be so kind, Pastor, lead us out in a word of prayer. All right. All right. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much, God, for once again speaking through your word, Father, for, for having Bible greats that and then some people might not think of Naomi as the Bible great, but 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 what I do, and she can she can speak to such emptiness that we're feeling, Father. And I thank you for all these examples in your word that we can turn to God to receive hope, to receive strength, to receive light, Father. And I just pray, God, for, for anyone who is feeling empty right now and, and they feel as if they won't come out of it. Father, I ask for a change of, well, first I ask for, Lord, that you fill them. Lord, yeah. that you speak to them somehow, that you you speak to their need, no matter how small, but show that you are moving, you know, in their lives, Father. And two, Lord, I ask for a spiritual mindset change, Father, that, that, that even though physically they may be empty of things that, um, of health, of, of just a drainage of emotions, of just tiredness, or even the physical things that, that they're empty of finances, et cetera. God, I I ask Lord that you fill that too, Mm -hmm. father, that you provide whatever it is that they may need Lord, so that they can see that you are filling their cup. Like, like the woman, the widow of Zarephath, Lord, just that faith in you kept the oil and flour flowing, Lord, until the famine was no more. So God, may you flow until the emptiness is filled up, Father. May may you make yourself apparent in each of our lives. May you change our mindset, God, so that we can see though, even though we don't have things or we're feeling empty, Lord, that you're there waiting to fill us up with you, God, a relationship with you that sometimes perhaps sometimes 
we're drained, Lord, and this is the time that we can draw closer, Lord. So let us see the opportunity and let us seize it, God. In your name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Blessings to you did, and your extended family. Michael, thank you. Did, did we miss Fridays? No, no, not, not yet. yet. It's next. Yeah, we did it's it. Next. That's not yet. Now you're being like the Joker. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, okay, yeah. you can, oh my you can, goodness! Remember, you can uh, to see Pastor Jen. Wow, Pastor German. Wow, I have to remember that one. <laughs> go to uh, Plantation SDA uh, Church YouTube channel, or simply go to Plantation SDA TV. Also, subscribe for YouTube channel uh, to be notified of all upcoming live stream and programs. And lastly, this is what Don likes. Please subscribe to our favorite podcast. Yes, like, like, yeah, like, 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 yes. Follow, share, subscribe, do all of that mess yeah. because we, we need it. We need it. This is part, this is Deeper Dive Dot, Plantation STA dot TV. Yeah. And on to Dawn. And the birthdays, we have two of them. Um, yeah. Today, June 13th, is Joey Anderson. Joey Anderson. And on June 16th is Renee Darden. So happy birthday to all those new birthday celebrants. Yeah, we got to reach Woo-hoo. out. We got to reach out yeah. to um, Joey. How's she, how, how's she doing? To Renee, you mean? No, Joey. No, not Joey Anderson. Oh, not Joseph Joey. Anderson. Peter Anderson. Joey Anderson. Joey Anderson. Uh-huh. Peter Anderson. Me, Anderson. Joey. Yeah. My apologies. Drumming, Joey. Okay, and, then, and Renee, yeah, she's in Georgia now. So, yes. yeah, we got to reach out to her. I'll probably hit her on Facebook. There you go. All righty. <laughs> All righty. All right, folks, we are actually done. And once again, <laughs> we thank you. Have a wonderful week.